0: (laughs) M-S-W-Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, January 18th, 2024. Today, the Judicial Conference may be investigating the financial disclosure forms of Justice Clarence Thomas, Alina Habba's very bad, no good day in court. Democrat Tom Keene has won the special election in Florida's 35th State House District. Nearly 50,000 veterans used free emergency suicide prevention at the VA in 2023. German Chancellor Schultz pledged to provide Ukraine with more than seven billion euros in military aid after a phone conversation with U.S. President Joe Biden. Representative Daniel Goldman has filed a censure motion against Elise Stefanik for referring to insurrectionists as hostages. And Senate Republicans warned the House that they will not get a better immigration deal under Trump. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you. How's your day? Uh, you know, good. A uh, lot of news. Um, Took the cat to the vet, regular checkup. Okay. Um, you know, and now, like, now that he's home, the other cats are hissing at him because he smells <laughs> of other animals. Like, Where have you been? I
1: don't you like whore. it. You whore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. Um, Senate Republicans warning the House they won't get a better immigration deal under Trump. Yeah, because <laughs> we're going to flip the House. Dumbass. I know. I'm going to be
1: covering that later in the segment. It's it, It's just obvious mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. That and
0: Biden's going to be the president again, but whatevs, you know, just saying. Just little things, uh, details, details. Right? Let's like, f- you know, forego that part of it. Uh, but uh, anyway, we have so much news to get to today. So uh, let's do some quick hits. And to make a long story short. Too late. All right, first up from CBS nearly 50,000 veterans received free emergency suicide prevention care in 2023. This is the first year of the program. That's uh, according to the Department of Veterans Affairs. In January of 2023, a year ago, the VA instituted a new policy allowing eligible veterans and certain former service members in acute suicidal crisis to go to any VA or non-VA health care facility to receive emergency care at no cost. The policy covers emergency room care, inpatient for crisis residential care for up to 30 days, and outpatient care for up to 90 days. So thank you to my old stomping ground, the VA. Indeed. All right. This is from, uh, and not from anything. This is just a a quick hit.
1: (laughs) The German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has said that Germany will provide Ukraine with more than 7 7 billion euros worth of military goods for a phone conversation with U.S. President Joe Biden on Tuesday. That was January 16th. Now, the parties reportedly discussed, among other things, the urgency of further support for Ukraine. Schultz stated that he and President Biden are united in their desire to continue to provide financial, humanitarian, and military support to Ukraine.
0: I love it. And from uh, Midas Touch Network, they're they're turning into a little news factory over there. Representative Dan Goldman has introduced a censure motion against Representative Elise Stefanik, the Republican from New York, for her promotion of voter fraud conspiracy theories that contributed to January 6th. Uh, Her support of violent January 6th defendants who she referred to as hostages, uh, her refusal to commit to certifying the 2024 election, and more, so much more. I doubt this resolution will pass, but good on him for introducing it. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Yeah, enough is enough.
1: Just shut up. I mean, at this point, like, just stop with the bullshit.
0: So maybe a little threat will help. We'll see. I just need, like, bumper stickers that just say, shut up. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just shut up. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up from the Associated Press, Donald Trump was threatened with expulsion from his Manhattan civil trial Wednesday after he repeatedly ignored a warning to keep quiet. Right. Shut up. That was uh, while Eugene Carroll was on the stand and testified that he shattered her reputation after she accused him of sexual abuse. Judge Lewis Kaplan told the former president that his right to be present at the trial will be revoked if he remains disruptive. After an initial warning, Carroll's lawyer said Trump could still be heard making remarks to his lawyers, including it's a witch hunt and it's really a con job. Mr. Trump I hope I don't have to consider excluding you from this trial, Kaplan said in an exchange after the jury was excused for lunch, adding, I understand you're probably eager for me to do that. And President Trump, excuse me, former President Trump shot back. I would love it. So that was fantastic. And Kaplan said, I know you would like it. You just can't control yourself in this circumstance, apparently. You can't either, said Trump. (laughs) Just, just childish bullshit. And afterward, Trump ripped Kaplan on social media while the judge denied a request that he step aside from the case. In a Truth Social post, Trump described the Bill Clinton appointee as seething and hostile and abusive and rude and obviously not impartial. This is a judge. It's just a judge. Like, <laughs> he just hates him because... He has to follow his rules in court. Now, Kaplan cracked down after Carroll lawyer Sean Crowley complained for a second time that Trump could be heard loudly saying things that are false as he sat at the defense table, frequently tilting back in his chair and leaning over to speak with his lawyer. Among his comments, Crowley said, were that longtime Elle magazine activist or advice columnist was lying about the sexual assault that she seemed to have, quote, gotten her memory back. Now, Crowley suggested that if Carroll's lawyers could hear Trump From where they were sitting, about 12 feet from him, jurors might have been able to hear him, too. Some appeared to split their focus between Trump and the witness stand. Quote, I'm just going to ask that Mr. Trump take special care to keep his voice down when conferring with counsel to make sure the jury does not hear it. That's what Judge Kaplan said before the jurors came back into the courtroom after morning break. Earlier, without the jury in the courtroom, Trump could be seen slamming his hands on the defense table and uttering the word, man, when the judge again refused Alina Haba's request that the trial be suspended on Thursday so he could go to his mother-in-law's funeral in Florida. Habba called Judge Kaplan's ruling insanely prejudicial, and the judge soon afterward cut her off, saying he would, quote, hear no further argument on it. Haba told the judge, I will not be spoken to that way, Your Honor. When she mentioned the funeral again, the judge responded, it's denied. Sit down. So not a good day for her. There were multiple times, by the way, during the proceedings when the judge had to explain to Haba how to do simple stuff. Like how to enter evidence, how to reference <laughs> depositions, and how to impeach witnesses. And Pete and I are going to cover all that in more detail on the next cleanup on aisle 45. He took her to law school today. She, it's like she'd never tried a case before, Dana. I
1: know. If she wants advice on how to impeach that witness, she can ask the House of Representatives from the last administration. <laughs> they did it twice. Okay. Uh, this is from Danielle Caputo. At CLC. Now, after receiving CLC's letter, asking that the Judicial Conference's September 2023 report of proceedings be made public, and this is a quote, the Judicial Conference provided the smallest glimmer of hope that it is taking enforcement of Justice Thomas's Ethics in Government Act, which is the EIGA violations, seriously. It provided an update in the newly released report of the proceedings about its, and a quote, ongoing review of public written allegations of errors or omissions in a filer's financial disclosure report. The Judicial Conference of the United States, the national policy-making body for our federal courts, it's comprised of the chief judge of each judicial circuit, the chief judge of the Court of International Trade, and a district judge from each regional judicial circuit. The filer in question mentioned in the update is likely to be Justice Thomas based on the timing of when the judicial conference receives letters from CLC, members of Congress, and other good uh, government organizations regarding Justice Thomas's failure to report over 20 years, 20 years of luxury travel gifts. While this step may not seem like a cause for celebration, the fact that the Judicial Conference even provided such an update in its report of the proceedings, it's highly unusual. The last time the Judicial Conference received letters regarding Justice Thomas's apparent willful violations of EIGA for failing to disclose private plane travel back in 2011, the Judicial Conference completely ignored them. So, this is a change. There was no mention of either the private plane travel gifts Justice Thomas failed to report or any review occurring in the reports of the proceedings issued that year. Nearly 13 years later, AG, they were never publicly re- released. They had never publicly released any information about the matter. Wow. Yeah. In addition to the update about Filer's financial disclosures reports, the judicial conference noted that it discussed legislative items of interest to the judiciary, including those related to ethics and transparency. The judicial conference heard from both Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, love him, and Representative Hank Johnson, who sent letters to the conference about Justice Thomas's failure to report travel and other gifts. There are very few avenues to achieve ethics enforcement for the Supreme Court, something CLC has often highlighted. But the Judicial Conference's ability to enforce willful uh, violations of EIGA by referring such violations to U.S. Attorney General is one way to provide meaningful accountability. So in the story, it says, we hope that the Judicial Conference takes its responsibility to uphold EIGA seriously action by the judicial conference in this matter has the potential to prompt even more accountability in the judiciary including the creation of ethics compliance mechanism in the supreme court that shows the public it understands that public trust is the foundation for faith in our democratic institutions
0: yeah i i'm glad they said something the judicial conference but you know the the i've looked at the makeup of the body uh, already, because mm-hmm. I knew that they were reviewing this, yeah, and like ninety percent of them are Republican-appointed judges. So I don't know how deep they're going to look. I don't think they'll make a referral to the Department I would be of Justice. Shocked, <laughs> I would be very, very shocked. But glimmer of hope—they didn't do it in 2011, and they didn't mention that 2011 disclosure form problem for the 13 years following. And this is the first time they've ever done anything like that in a really long time. So I don't know. Glimmer of hope, I guess. Next up from the Orlando Sentinel, a huge wave of amazing hope. In a race seen as a bellwether for Democratic chances this coming November, Democrat Tom Keene flipped what had been a Republican state house seat in central Florida in a special election held Tuesday. Keene, who is a Navy flight officer who works in the aerospace training and simulation industry, defeated Republican Erica Booth, a teacher and member of the uh, let's see, a Sella School Board, I think that's how you say that, if you're a, a, a leguminati in Florida, let me know. Unofficial totals for District 35, the seat there, had Keene with 51.3% of the vote to Booth's 48.7%. Quote, a huge thank you to all our supporters, volunteers, and voters who believed in our vision for a better, brighter District 35. That's what Keene wrote on social media. Your dedication, hard work, and votes have brought us to this incredible moment. Keane, who made abortion rights and property insurance key issues in the race, got between 65 to 70 percent of nonpartisan or non-party affiliated voters to make up for Republicans turning out in larger numbers than Democrats. Let me repeat that. There are more registered Republicans in this district than Democrats. Mm -hmm. More registered Republicans turned up to vote than registered Democrats. But the non-party affiliates Made the difference. That's incredible. And, uh, quote, what actually clinched the win for Democrats was the massive margin with NPAs and perhaps some Republican moderates as well. If anything, this should be concerning for the GOP because it indicates a voter anger that maybe they have not understood. Unquote. <laughs> A special election for the district in Eastern Orange and Osceola counties was triggered when former Republican state Rep. Fred Hawkins resigned last year to become president of the South Florida State College in Highlands County. The district has an almost even collection of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. The election was considered a test of whether Florida Democrats will be more competitive in 2024, following their blowout loss to Governor Ron DeSantis in 2022, which swept in a GOP supermajority in both houses of the legislature. Quote, this proves that Democrats can win close races in the Sunshine State. That's House Democratic leader Fantrice Driscoll, a Democrat from Tampa. She said that in a statement, quote, Florida is worth fighting for. Our work together has just begun. Keen canvas with local Democratic stars, including Rep. Maxwell Frost and State Rep. Anna Escamani Eskima- and launched an ad targeting the GOP on abortion rights and mailed out flyers attacking Republicans on the property insurance crisis. Uh, right. All the, you know, in Florida, because of the climate crisis, yep. all of the insurance companies are saying, we don't, we're not going to insure you anymore. We can't afford it. Now, Booth whose website stated she would, quote, protect our children from indoctrination and crack down on illegal immigration, was backed by a state GOP campaign slamming Keene as a radical, including a website uh, ad and television ads. And Booth did not respond to repeated requests for interviews about her loss. Mysterious text messages also were sent to Democrats from a supposed progressive group claiming Keene agreed with DeSantis on the controversial Parental Rights in Education Act, Called the "Don't Say Gay" bill by its opponents, Keen has been a very vocal critic of that law. So that's interesting. Now that that actually could be uh, investigated. Yeah, absolutely. As, as election interference, we know that that one guy, um, who was you know texting people, telling them that they could vote for Hillary by text. Yeah, he was found guilty of Title eighteen U.S. Code two forty one and has been sentenced to prison. Trump has also, by the way, been charged with that by Jack Smith. (laughs) Now, the group, Florida Committee for Progressive Values, listed Austin Hurst of River Lake Boulevard in Bartow, Polk County, as its registered agent, chair and treasurer. Oh, that's a lot of jobs. According to state records, a Michael Austin Hurst is registered at that address as a Republican. (laughs) yeah. Okay. That tracks. The yep. Keen campaign compared the text to the ghost candidate scandal of 2020. Remember that, Dana? I do. Which involved three independent candidates who ran for competitive state Senate seats. And they lied and said they were Democrats. Um, when, Or they had like names similar to the Democrat to confuse voters. Candidates of both parties criticized Ron DeSantis for scheduling the special election 10 days into the 2024 legislative session, preventing the winner from attending key meetings and hearings and from introducing new bills. Another open seat in South Florida was filled in a special election in December. Now, Democrats claim DeSantis set the election after the Iowa Republican presidential caucuses on Monday. So if Democrats flip the seat, it would not embarrass him on the campaign trail. Uh, I don't think you need anybody's help to embarrass yourself (laughs) on the campaign trail, (laughs) Ronald. Uh, DeSantis came in a distant second to former President Donald Trump in Iowa, losing by nearly 30 points and trails both Trump and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley in polling for the upcoming New Hampshire primary on January 23rd. The District 35 seat, by the way, it'll be up again in November for a full two-year term.
1: Thank you, A.G. This one's from, excuse me, this one's from Sahil Kapoor at NBC. Leading Senate Republicans, They are warning their House colleagues not to play political games with the current immigration negotiations because they won't get a better deal down the road under a potential second term, God willing, that never happens, of President Donald Trump. Quote, to those who think that if President Trump wins, which I hope he does, that we can get a better deal, we won't. That was Senator Lindsey Graham. And that's what he told supporters Wednesday and said, you got to get 60 votes in the United States Senate to my Republican friends, to get this kind of border security without granting a pathway to citizenship is really unheard of. So if you think you're going to get a better deal next time, in 25, if President Trump's president, Democrats will be expecting a pathway to citizenship for that, he said. So to my Republican colleagues, this is a historic moment to reform the border. And Senator Minority Whip John Thune, Republican South Dakota, he echoed Graham's view. He agrees with them. Said the Democrats will not give us anything close to this if we have to get 60 votes in the United States Senate in a Republican majority. That's from Thune. He said, We have a unique opportunity here, and the timing is right to do this. The pleas from Republicans come as senators are expressing growing optimism that they're on the brink of securing a bipartisan deal on tougher asylum and border laws that they've been negotiating for months with uncertainty looming as to whether the GOP-controlled House would accept it. Now, the emerging Senate package is expected to raise the bar for asylum seekers to come to the U.S., grant additional powers to remove migrants to control the border and restrict the use of parole to admit certain migrants as they await processing for their cases. While it has not been finalized, the latter is the main sticking point that remains. This is what Graham indicated Wednesday. If we don't fix parole... There's no deal, that's what he said. So even as potential Senate compromise has yet to be inked, hard right House Republicans, they have threatened to kill the bill that's designed to unlock support for new US aid to Ukraine. And this is a quote from someone we just despise. There's no compromising our border security. That's Marjorie Taylor Greene. She told that to NBC News in response to the GOP senators. She said there's going to be a much better situation under Trump's administration. We'll bring back Remain in Mexico and we're going to deport illegal aliens. And I apologize for that term. It is a quote from that horrible human being. (laughs) <laughs> Green said she would personally file a motion to vacate. Remember that? Never changed that there only needs to be one vote to get rid of the House Speaker. She said she would personally <laughs> file a motion to vacate and force a vote to overthrow House Speaker Mike Johnson if he cuts a deal to fund Ukraine, no matter what immigration provisions it contains. She said we can't fund Ukraine, calling it an absolute no-go. That would be a reason to vacate. Wow. Some House conservatives don't want to give President Joe Biden a victory. We've t- We've covered this. <laughs> on an issue like immigration, where he's politically vulnerable heading into a likely rematch with Trump this fall. Quote, the worst thing we could do is pass something that's border security in name only. Similar to what's been reported that the Mayorkas-Lanford, Lankford, excuse me, deal is. That was from House Freedom Caucus Chair Bob Good. He's Republican from Virginia. He's referring to an ongoing Senate negotiations with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas who is deeply unpopular on the right, by the way, and the GOP's lead negotiator, Senator uh, Jim Langford of Oklahoma, said that would be terrible because it wouldn't win for the American people. It wouldn't secure the border. It would give the Democrats political cover for the border crisis that they have intentionally created, and you fucker Republicans have intentionally refused to fix. Mm -hmm. Now, Senator Tom Tellis, he's that Republican from North Carolina, as we know, said it would be immoral, to reject a deal for partisan reasons. Shocking. You, uh, He said, you don't knowingly make this country less safe for political points. I'm a little surprised by some of the Republicans coming out of the woodwork on this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Now, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, may he stay that way, uh, echoed the warnings that even if Republicans win full control of government, they wouldn't get a single Democratic vote for such a deal, and they wouldn't. Quote, one of the things that I keep reminding my members is if we had a 100 percent Republican government, president, House, Senate, we probably would not be able to get a single Democratic vote to pass what Senator Lankford and the administration are trying to get together. That's what he told reporters. And he said, so this is a unique opportunity to accomplish something in divided government. Johnson, who has previously said the House would accept nothing short of its own Republican passed H.R. immigration package said Wednesday that all of the bill's elements are important and didn't close the door on a Senate Senate package before he can review it. He said, we don't know exactly what the Senate has come up with because we've uh, not seen the text. And he said, we're anxious to see the text of what they've done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very, very (laughs) well-spoken Speaker of the House we have right now. (laughs) Uh, We can't say we haven't seen it and uh, we're anxious to see the text that we, we haven't, haven't seen, seen it. See the text? Yep. We see the tax. We, we haven't, haven't seen it.
0: it. Can we see it? Can I? Can I finish? <laughs> Just what? You
1: know they're it's horrible. It's
0: so like the Democrats are compromising so we can fund Ukraine because the Republicans are holding this hostage. But the Republicans, at least you know Bob Good and the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, are like, but if we pass this, we you know we said this yesterday or the day before, Dana. If they pass something. And they, then they can't complain about the border leading up to, you know, they do their caravan thing, their, you know, their annual caravan, you know, getting ready for elections every four years. Yeah. They can't, they'll, it will be like, hey, you passed the thing. Will you- <laughs> and they need this. They need this because
1: they are losing their asses on abortion access every time it's up. They yeah. need something. So, no, they're going to push back. I guarantee the House digs in their heels, even if the Senate's like, fucking sign it.
0: Yeah, we'll see what gets done. Um, And then not, you know, not to mention tomorrow, um, we need to pass a continuing resolution. So maybe that'll be a separate thing. We'll keep you posted. All right, everybody, stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news. Good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, what the animal, you know, we're still trying to find a good name for that. We've got a lot of good suggestions. We just haven't picked one yet. Um, If you have a a shout out to a loved one, a self shout out, love those. Tell us something that's good that's happening in your life. Um, Pictures of happy places, uh, theses, and dissertation titles. If you have a student debt relief story, We want to hear about that. Whoopie stories, blankie stories, stuffed animal stories, holiday photos. Did I already say that? Probably. Frog orgies, baby pictures, anything at all you want to send us. And if you don't have pod pet pet tax to pay, you can send an adoptable pet in your area and we'll see if we can find a home for that baby. Um, But anyway, send it to us, dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up, from Jen, pronouns she and her. Good morning, Beans Queens. I hope the two of you are nice and warm. (laughs) <laughs> what is it? It's like 65 here. Where are you? What? Yeah. Well, it
1: was actually chilly. I didn't want to say that because it's like negative three degrees everywhere. It was chilly for Los Angeles.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got down to like in the 40s last night. I was like, what? Um. Anyway, uh, Jen says, we got about three inches of snow here in the DC area yesterday. I've seen pictures. It looks beautiful. Yeah. We haven't had any accumulating snow in a few years in the area. Thanks, global warming. It's good and cold here. Anyhow, I'm writing with a couple of pieces of good news. First, in October, I had surgery to fuse part of my cervical spine. I am now fused from C4 to C7. The recovery from surgery was much better than I remember my first fusion being, and I returned to work last week, to a new job nonetheless. I'm excited to see what this new opportunity has in store for me. On yesterday's episode, you asked for some stories of student loan forgiveness. While I was excited when Biden started talking about canceling $20,000 of debt, I am thankful for the way things played out. In the end, Biden canceled $133,000 of student loans for me. Wow. What does that mean for my life? I can think about buying a house. I can think about going back to school. Two major things I wanted but couldn't with the debt hanging over me. When I called the Department of Education to confirm, I literally cried on the phone. With the agent. For Tax, I'm enclosing pictures of my babies, Nova and Starks, who just had their first birthday, December 29th. Uh I'm also enclosing one of my favorite pics of my kids, who both have birthdays this week. Marcus on the left turned 29 the other day, and Blue on the right will be 26 this week. I close out our birthday month and we'll be 38 next week. We're in good company with AG on January 20th. Happy 50th, AG. No. $133,000. $133,000. My God. I know. I'm chills. I have the pups are chills.
1: adorable. The kids are adorable. Both of these <laughs> photos make me happy. <laughs>
0: Look at these babies. Oh,
1: no. Look
0: at these babies. I love that denim floppy hat. That's oh, adorable. And so good.
1: I would wear that today. on the left. I know. The jammies.
0: All right. And this is from Anonymous.
1: I know. Sorry to jump onto the next one. No, it's okay. I'm just admiring the the kids and the dogs. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Enjoy it. This one's from Anonymous. No pronouns given. Hey, Beans Queens. I'm a local Iowa resident. I just wanted to share a little bit of hope after a disappointing, if not unexpected, caucus result. I grew up in a deeply conservative household and the only non-Republican in my immediate family. Today, my mother told me that for the first time in her life, she went out and caucused. And for a moment, my heart sank, and I was sure she was going to tell me it was supporting Trump. To my immense surprise, she instead said, I listened to my children, who all said, You don't like Trump. And I went for DeSantis instead. And while it's not stellar, he's not stellar (laughs) president material either, to say the least. It shows that having conversations does make a difference. Mm -hmm. The talk flowed to who she would support in the general election if Trump did become the nominee. And while I know there's no possibility for voting for Biden, I feel like I was able to make a case for her to vote for literally anyone else. Now, I'm not sure I got her to agree, but she was listening. And that's a start considering the fact I know she voted for Trump in previous elections simply because he was the Republican nominee. So don't give up. Keep having these talks with loved ones. Even if you're not sure your words are having any effect, you never know what difference they'll make in the future. Thank you, Anonymous.
0: That's so cool. I mean, yeah, DeSantis, whatever. But I mean, I think the whole point here is that those discussions can move the needle. Absolutely. That's so cool. Thank you for that. Next up, Kristen pronouns she and her, this dog. (laughs) I know. The good news is I'm a foster fail. I got this sweet girl right before Halloween. One day we were watching Joy and when she started talking about the latest Republican fuckery, my foster picked up her head and growled. I responded by telling her, she's right. We don't like fascists. <laughs> <laughs> Since she didn't respond to her name, I, record, I recorded I could change it. Her name comes in part from a subtle nod to a book series that made a big impact on my life. Although the author shall not be named, a character from the Supernatural TV show and also from the incredible Ruby Freeman. With a birthday of May 4th, I would like to introduce Ruby Ray. Aww. Feel free to play What the Mutt? I don't have the answers. How do you not have a doggy DNA sponsor yet? <laughs> she howls with emergency sirens if you need audio clues. Oh, she howls um also, Really good question, by the way. Have you tried to get a DNA sponsor, a dog DNA sponsor yet? I've asked. We used to have Embark, and I've told them about the what the Oh, mutt, that's and, right. And, uh, you know, I guess they're just like, I don't know, ignoring my emails. Well, we're
1: also giving them just free publicity. So everyone's <laughs> like, I got to get a DNA test. Um, I think there's probably Pitbull in this beautiful baby, maybe some black lab. But if husky, they're howling.
0: Yeah, maybe Husky or Malamute. Yeah. Those are well, that last
1: that last picture looks like there's some Great Dane in that dog.
0: Yeah, a little bit, huh? Yeah. Or or howlers also can be like the Catahoula, like any hound dog, right? That, mm-hmm. they, they, yeah. That's a good a one. <laughs> Thank you. <Hoo-hoo. laughs>
1: All right, I'll take this next one. Uh, this is from Patty B. Pronounce she and her. Hello, fabulous ladies. I'm writing to share my what the mutt story with you. I was in Golden Gate Park tonight admiring Charles Gedeckens. I hope I'm saying Charles's last name right, incredible LED light installation titled Entwined Elder Mother. I had been watching the colors change for about 10 minutes when a couple approached the sculpture with their dog. All of my attention shifted to trying to work out the adorable but slightly disconcerting dog's lineage. It took exactly it looked exactly like a pit bull, but only with very short legs. I started running through my canine Rolodex. Corgi? Dachshund? French Bulldog? I eventually gave up on guessing and asked them. It seemed like they get this question regularly, and they cheerfully responded, pit bull wiener.
0: A wiener pit.
1: There you go. It's a pit bull it's wiener. It's a
0: wiener pit, just like your mom. That's my... That's, the, that's the, What? <laughs> there's a, a meme that goes around the internet every year or so, and it's a, it's a wiener pit. And it says just like your mom, and it just makes me. Oh, laugh. got it. Okay, got it. Then,
1: <laughs> fucking lesbian. I'm like, I don't understand. Okay. As they, as they wandered off, I found myself wondering about the wondering about the gymnastics required to produce that mix. <laughs> now, I did not get permission to take a picture of their dog, so instead, I will give you a photo of the light sculpture. I still uh, a still image does not do justice to the mesmerizing mesmerizing color changes. If you're in San Francisco, you can find it just inside the eastern edge of the park on JFK Drive. Once you're in the area, you won't be able to miss it. Wow, this is beautiful. I haven't even gotten to it yet. As always, thank you for being informative, hilarious, and absolutely fabulous, and for giving me all the ammo that I need to undermine every goddamn stupid thing my conservative friends say.
0: (laughs) That's why we're here, Patty P. (laughs) This is incredible. This installation is beautiful. Isn't it? I I haven't seen this in person. I need to go see it. Yeah. This is reason enough to go to the park. Charles Gadekin or Gadekin? I I think. I don't know. Yeah. Incredible. I'm going to look this up Yeah, that sounds right. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. All right. Next up from Mo in Miami, pronouns she and her. Kitchen table listener and frequent writer to my Shiro's at the Daily Beans. Thanks for building the beans communidad and being open to so many tributes to pets. In response to Dana's taxidermy story, (laughs) I present peaches for pod pet taxidermy. My college BFF had her prepared upon her death. Mm -hmm. I love you both. And I'm always grateful for all you do and the MSW team to keep us informed. Look at this beautiful little birdie. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful birdie until the rest of time. (laughs) Yes, until the rest of time. I always am reminded of the dog that they would carry around in Friends. Do you remember? No, it was Scrubs. Oh, I was like, no. I never watched Scrubs, so that makes sense. Oh, ah, yeah. They had a taxidermy dog in their home. No. All right. Well,
1: moving on. Uh, This is from. (laughs) This last message is anonymous, but it's from she and her. Hello, ladies of the legume. I have to start with giving a shout out to my wonderful and intelligent husband for converting a, tr- oh, converting a Trumper. My husband has been going to a chair massage place for the past few years. One massage therapist was supportive of Trump until last visit. She asked him why he supports Biden over Trump and what he also thought about the COVID vaccines. He politely expressed his views of why Biden is way more qualified than Trump and how the COVID shots have kept our family COVID free still. Now, by end of conversation and massage, the therapist stated that she will not vote for someone who is a criminal and will support Joe fucking Biden. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This gives me hope that there are more people who want the best for this country and do not want to see it torn apart. Engaging in civil conversations with our neighbors, family, and massage therapists can make small steps to a better society. Keep up the hard work knowing these little steps are making a huge impact on our community. I've attached pictures of my naked babies, Chip and Dale, <laughs> and my boys when they were babies. They're 9 and 13 now. So I still do laundry basket. They were in to this day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay, those little naked nakeys. kitties. And the boys are so cute. Aww
0: look it in the laundry basket oh my
1: god my friend melanie had a, a baby boy and your son in the laundry basket the bottom one looks just like him he's so
0: cute you know anonymous you should recreate these oh yeah if you still have these laundry baskets <laughs> you should sit <laughs> them in these laundry baskets at 9 and 13 and just That's recreate great idea Chippendale, so cool, yeah. I guess the theme today is it's the conversations with our friends, families, and neighbors, yeah, that make the most difference. That brings someone with you that we say at the end of every show. yeah it's it's like got the best rate of getting new voters or flipping voters of any method from, you know, text banking, door knocking, postcarding, anything. It is talking to people that you know and see on a daily basis. That really has like I think it's like eighty six percent success That's rate. Pretty incredible. Yeah, because like postcarding and everything else is under all of it's under five percent. But it's still amazing. Like I still encourage people to do it. But those conversations are very meaningful, and, and that seems to be the theme today. So keep that up. Thank you so much, Leguminati. You are amazing. Send in uh, send in your stories about talking to your friends, family, and neighbors. And, um, uh, about how that's going and, and maybe some of the, you know, best practices and tips and tricks so that we can share them with everybody. Um, cause it, it would be very helpful to me because I know when I run into a Trumper, I'm like, you fucking suck. You're stupid. Like it doesn't go well <laughs> <so>. <laughs> because they want to kill. They want to, m- my friends to not exist. Yeah. You know? And so I just, I have a hard time. Um, But uh, so any tips and tricks, best practices, send them to us along with these uh, student debt relief stories are incredible. Anything you want to send to us, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Any final thoughts today, my friend? Not for today. All right. Everybody will be back in your ears tomorrow. For Fugle Sang Friday, until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family. Vote blue over Q. And take all of them with you. MSW Media.